Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you telling you you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. I'm also the author of Everyone's Got Their Shit. You guys, it's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Hey, fearless friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm going to do a solo cast today because my birthday is coming up and it's a big one. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, so not really sure where I want to go with that. But in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be 40. And if you have listened to the podcast since I started last year, what I did as a like birthday cast, I did 39 things I had learned in 39 years. And I think it was like a three part podcast. And I'm not going to do that again. But I did want to give you some life lessons according to Jack. So I'm going to do this as a two-parter. I'm going to give you um, four life lessons today, and then the week of my birthday, I'll give you a couple of more. But these are basically things that I think everybody should either be working on or have mastered. And I got to tell you, I have not. So I'm not sure if I'm below the learning curve or whatever, but I did actually look up this really fun article That was all about things that you should master by the time you're 40. And I'm going to actually start here. So I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not 100% sure of my age demographic, but I am pretty sure that most people that listen to me are 30s and 40s um, because that is probably who my audience, like I'm speaking to, that's who's going to connect with me. Um... So hopefully you're in that, but like you guys are going to hear this list and you're going to be like, oh my God, I haven't mastered that at all. Um, cause I, there was like 20 things on the list. I'm only highlighting certain ones because some of them I was just like, I just sort of glossed over them. So, all right, here are the things and I don't want to make you guys feel bad about this. So if I say something and you're like, oh my God, I suck at that. Like this isn't about shaming. This is just about according to society. Um, this is where we should be at when we're 40. But here's the thing. We're all on our own journey. We're all doing our own thing. Let's face it. This year has been a dumpster fire. Like, so if you're not where you're supposed to be, don't worry about it. It takes as long as it takes. You'll figure it out. And you know what? You're doing great. So, all right, let's see what society tells me that I should master by the time I'm 40. So... You should have established a sleep schedule. This one, you guys, made me laugh out loud because I thought of all my mom friends who, how are you supposed to be on a sleep schedule if you have a small child? Probably you can't. Um, So I'm not really sure. I forget where I saw this article. If I can find it again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but... I really want to know, you guys. Hit me up on the gram at Being Fearless Jacks. Do you have a sleep schedule? So, 
I will tell you guys, and I don't think I've ever shared this before because there's no reason to share it, but I actually have a pretty solid sleep schedule. I'm actually known to be pretty rigid with how much sleep I want, whether or not I'm willing to go out on a work night. Like, it's been the talk of some of my friends where they're just like, you know you can stay up past 10. Yeah, I know, but then I won't get eight hours. So I'm like really a little anal retentive about that. But I also do not have children. Um, I will tell you guys, when I first got Buffy, we had a bunch of really rough nights because she was whining, she didn't like the crate, all the things, and I was like, oh wow, and it like really messed me up because I've worked on that sleep schedule and I'm pretty good with like understanding, you know, how much I sleep I need for my body, and the other thing too is, Everybody is different. I like to get between seven and eight hours. Nine is amazing. Um, but I know some people don't necessarily need that. But with a chronic illness, I kind of do. So, all right, I guess I'm doing okay so far. Um, another thing that they think you should master by the time you're 40 is like the art of small talk if you're, you know, at a party and stuff like that. So I'm going to call a little bullshit on this one because I think we've all probably gotten a little bit socially awkward over the past year. You know, some of us have been a little bit more isolated than others. And I'm not going to lie. There are moments where I go out into um, public and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, people, I want to talk to them. And I'm just like putting my foot in my mouth saying whatever, you know, comes to mind and... I always thought I was really good at small talk. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm not really sure. But I think we've all gotten a little socially awkward in the past year. So I'm not really sure that's something that anybody can ever master. I can tell you guys right now that when I'm nervous, I talk a lot. Um, So small talk just becomes like... I don't know, the Jacks show, and I just can't shut my fucking mouth working on it. I actually think I'm doing better with it. And you know why I'm doing better with it? Because I know that I do it. Once you understand you do something, you can actively, well, you can decide if you want to actively work on getting better at this. And I know that I have the ability to dominate a conversation. So when I am conversating with people, I try really hard not to feel like I'm doing that. Have I mastered it? Nope. All right, the next one I found interesting was finding and sticking to an exercise program. This is another one. You guys tell me, have you found an exercise program you like? I mean, you guys know me. I have mastered this one, Um, but I love to exercise, and most people I know really don't. I'll be honest. Most people I know are not that diligent with sticking to an exercise routine. And you you don't need me to tell you all the benefits for exercising. Like, I'm not going to go into that, but it's not exactly something I think anybody ever just masters unless you love it. Um, the next one is you should be mastering saving for your retirement. <sighs> Okay, I was terrible with money for the longest time. I spent money like a drunken sailor from the time I got my first paycheck at 16 until I was like in my early 30s. 
if I could go back to younger Jackie, I would probably tell her that you should do better and maybe not buy every shoe you see. Um, and retirement matters, but I actually didn't start saving for my retirement till like two years ago. And that's because one of my best friends is all about giving me the financial rundown. And she was just like, Hey, do you even have a retirement plan? And I was like, Oh my God, no. So I went and got a 403B. So, because that's what my day job offers. So, saving for the retirement. Again, this is not about shame. This is some article that I found that told me where I should be at when I'm 40. I will say a little bit of friendly advice. If you don't have any type of retirement plan, it might be something that you just want to look into. If you want tips on money, though, you need to be listening to Dave Ramsey and not Jackie Robbins. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next one, and I feel really, really strongly about this one. The next one they said is you should have mastered how to invest in your relationships. And you guys, I'm not just talking about the romantic ones. I don't know about you, but I know, you know, you get into a romantic relationship. You know, these people walk on water. You sort of like lose touch with your friends and like you're just only with that person. So I don't really mean romantic relationships, but I think like in our younger years, we get swept up in all this stuff and friendships can sort of go by the wayside. Friendships are something that you have to nurture. It needs to be something where... It's not just me texting you or me calling you. It needs to be a good give and take. And I'm not saying that you need to text and call your friends every single day. I have friends that I won't talk to for three to six months. And I'll just shoot them a text and be like, hey, how's it going? And we have pick up right where we left off. But it's the nurturing of that friendship. Like, hey, do you want to try to, you know, get a drink or go for apps or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, you have to keep that line of communication open because that is how friendships just end. You need to, you know, spend time with them. You can't make one person the sole person that you see. You know, you need to nurture these things. I always tell you guys, I joke all the time, my circle is very small. The people that I hang out with and talk to on a regular basis, my circle is very small, but I have a lot of people that are like, I'm going to call them outer circle, but I don't know that I love saying that either. But like, I have a bunch of friends that, um, I'm throwing myself a birthday party and I invited all of the people that were going to make me so happy to see that day. Do I talk to them every single day? No, but I know if I throw out there like, hey, want to have some cake with me? You know, they're going to be there and we're going to have a great time. And I think I've told you guys this before. I love putting people together that have like never met and like just have them fun and interactive. Um, it also appears that... Um, it's going to be a lady party. I didn't mean for that to happen, but I think it's going to be a bunch of us hens yucking it up. So I'm super excited about that. But the point is, I do agree with this one. I think you need to invest in your friendships and your relationships. And I'm going to tell you something that my Nana always told me. Growing up, I used to ask my Nana, you know, what can I do for you? Can I buy you something? Do you need anything? And she always told me that the best gift you can give somebody is your time, spending time with them. And that always stuck with me. Um, So I, I mean, I'm sentimental. You guys know this. Um, Obviously, if somebody's worth your time, you spend time with them and you want them to know that. So... 
I challenge you right now, if there's a friend you're thinking about as you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, I haven't talked to them in a while, send them a text. Hey, thinking of you. I told you guys to do this a couple months ago, and I'll tell you what, a lot of you did. You sent me messages, which I think is nice. So I'm going to challenge you to do it again. I'm going to challenge you to nurture a friendship, send a quick text, and yeah. All right, next one on the list was you should be able to master saying no. I don't even know what I want to say about this because I know I have a lot of people pleasers that listen to this, um, but you guys know how I feel about no. If it's not a hell yeah, it's a no thank you. (laughs) So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, The next one on the list is you should have a hobby. I do agree with this one. I think people should have a hobby. I don't think you should just, and I'm not talking about binging Netflix. That is not a hobby. You need something else that you do. Um, I don't know. I Exercise to me is a hobby. I'm a huge reader. I like to scrapbook and do like fun projects like that. But like have a hobby. Have something that you do that doesn't involve just like sitting on your ass staring at a TV. Um, oh, this is my favorite one, you guys. Favorite one. You should have mastered managing stress. All right, I definitely call bullshit on this one. I don't know anybody that is a master at managing stress. So if you are, please hit me up because we need to have you on the podcast so you can teach all of us how to manage stress. I think that some days I do it way better than others, but there are some days where the stress, you know, creeps in and I'm losing my shit. That's all I got to say about that. And the last two, you should master time management. This is a tough one. I think I've done pretty good on this one. Um, But, you know, time management is a tricky thing. So, again, these are things that society thinks we should have mastered. But as you can see by my reactions, I have not mastered all of these. And you know what? You shouldn't have either. And the last one that you should have mastered by 40 is cooking. Um, I know tons of people that don't like cooking. They're not good at it, whatever. Who says we have to master cooking? Um, I'm a pretty basic chef. Um, I do okay. I usually make one gigantic meal that I can eat for three days. As you guys know, I love to eat the same things over and over and over again. And I am the queen at making something a rice bowl. So here's what I'm going to say about cooking. As long as you can make sure you're fed, you have mastered it, guys. So that is the list of things that you should have mastered by the time you're 40. I would love to hear your thoughts on that list because obviously you guys know mine. All right, so... Here are my life lessons. I'm going to give you four, and maybe you get a bonus one. Now, I'm also going to preface this by saying I have probably not mastered all of these life lessons either. We are all work in progresses. We are all doing the best that we can. We are doing our version of our best, so no shame, guys. All right, the first one. You are enough. I'm going to say that one more time. You are enough, period, end of story. I struggle with this at times. And what's really interesting is I was recently having a conversation with a friend. And in the conversation, you know, we were talking about something. And she turns around and she says to me, Jackie, 
in this conversation, you have told me that you're too much and you're not enough. She's like, I'm confused. Which one are you? And I really struggle with this one because I know I've mentioned this before. I've had a lot of people in my life, they're not in my life anymore, but throughout my journey who have told me that I'm too much. I had a boss once tell me that women in the office didn't like me because my personality was over the top. So I will always tell people I am not everybody's cup of tea. I do have a slightly over-the-top personality. I'm Leslie Nope is my spirit animal. If you guys have never watched Parks and Rec, just give it one episode and you'll be like, okay, I got her. Um, but here's what I do know. Number one, you are enough. You will never be too much for your tribe. I love my girls. Like they they get me, they accept me, there's no judgment. You will never be too much for your tribe. And also, you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. So stop worrying about if you're enough, if you're too much, if you're not enough. You are enough. Like, say it in the morning. I actually have a bookmark with a little affirmation on it that says you are enough because I read so much that I like having that reminder all the time. And that's been my bookmark for probably about a year right now. I used to change it up, but there are just moments where I'm like, oh God, I'm not doing enough, you know, or I'm too much and I struggle with the enoughness of life. So you are enough. The second one I want to talk about is wear clothes that empower you. Ladies, I'm talking to you. Don't keep, all right, ladies, we are so guilty of this. How many of you have clothes in your closet that doesn't fit you. Either it's too big or it's too small. By the way, both of which is unhealthy. You're keeping the clothes that are too big because you're afraid you're going to gain weight or you're keeping the clothes that are too small because you're using it as like some shame device to lose weight and that's not what's going to happen. Wear clothes that when you put it on, you're like, God damn, I look good. Like wear clothes that make you feel amazing. I do not care if you are a size zero or if you are a size 22. If you feel good in your clothes, that matters. And I'm telling you guys right now, being sexy is an attitude thing because I have seen plus size models and I will look at them and I will be like, damn, that girl has confidence. Like, look at her. She is rocking it. And then I've looked at size zero models because we all think that, you know, skinny equals happiness and it does not. And they look miserable as fuck. Who was that model? Oh God, I'm going to tangent for a second. Who was the model? I think she married Johnny Depp, Kate something. Every time I saw a picture of her, she was real thin and she looked miserable. Even with Johnny Depp. Who's miserable with Johnny Depp? God, I wish I could remember her name right now. Somebody listening to this is going to hit me up and I'm going to figure out her name, but I don't remember. I think it was Kate and I think they were married. But every time I looked at her, she was miserable and she was hunched over and she didn't look comfortable in her clothes. So to not tangent out, you want to be comfortable in your clothes. You want to make, you want to wear clothes that make you feel good. Um, I say this because I actually just went shopping the other day and it was the first time I could try clothes on and 
as you may or may not know, 90s fashion is back and 90s fashion is um, kind of shapeless. And I was trying on all these shorts and I'm in the fitting room and I'm just like, okay, well, my ass looks flat. I look boxy and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I don't feel good in this. And it used to be, I wanted to be like the trendiest person and I would buy all these trends, but I look back at it and I'm like, I wasn't necessarily happy in it. So I will not be wearing the boxy shorts this year. I will be abstaining from that. Um, but then I threw on a few dresses and I felt amazing. I'm going to quote um, Coco Chanel twice because when we were shopping the other day and I was bitching about 90s fashion and particularly the shoes, like I already wore these shoes. I don't want to wear them again. It made like I kept going in shoe stores and feeling like I was too old to be in there. And my friend said that Coco Chanel says that if you've lived through a fashion trend once, you don't do it again. That I'm paraphrasing because I don't actually know the quote. I tried to look it up, and when I looked up Coco Chanel quotes, this woman has so many amazing ones, but here was my favorite. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. You guys, just show up and be seen. Feel good in your clothes. Don't stuff yourself in things that you don't like. And oh, side note, fuck Spanks. Either put on the outfit or don't put on the outfit, but don't stuff yourself in there because you want your stomach to be flat. You're just going to feel like garbage about it. Throw your spanks away. <laughs> be liberated. I did it a couple years ago and even sometimes like I have chronic inflammation. My stomach can look six months pregnant on any given day and it makes me sad, but then just wear something that's going to complement, you know, what's going on. I don't know. Anyway. All right. I'm off topic. What's next? Okay. Third life lesson of Jax. Comparison truly is the thief of joy. Um, this I definitely struggle with this a little bit. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through social media and I'll look at other people's lives and I'll be like, oh my God, I really want that. Like, why aren't I there yet? Um, or, you know, I look at my friends that are in a relationship and I'm just like, oh, that's like the one thing missing. I wish I had a relationship or whatever, like whatever it is. Or, you know, best-selling authors out there. I'm like, oh, I really want to be that. And you start like comparison and then you start feeling like garbage Here's how I look at it. You've got your life. I've got mine. Social media, we've talked about this before, is a highlight reel. Most people are only showing the good stuff. I, not so much. I will give you the shit right on the table. But most people just show the highlight reel. So stop comparing yourself to other people. And fun fact, while you're comparing yourself to other people, there are people comparing themselves to you. I know. I just blew your mind. <laughs> but yes, there are people out there that want your life. So the next time you're comparing yourself to other people and feeling less than, remember two things. Rule number one in this podcast, you are enough. And number two, somebody out there wants your shit too. So it's a vicious cycle. Um, and then... Number four, my biggest struggle, um, struggling with it now, don't take things personally. You guys, twice last week, I said the words, I wish I had thicker skin. <laughs> because 
I do take things personally. I do feel things on a deep level and it's rarely personal. It really is. Like it doesn't have anything to do with you. So if somebody hurts your feelings or something doesn't go your way, you can't dwell on it. You can't take it personally. This is one that we're all going to struggle with because there's always moments where we're just like, oh, are you kidding me? What if I had done this? And you're going to, you know, second guess all the things. But it's one of the four agreements. And I remember reading it, and I'm pretty sure it actually says in the book, um, it's easier said than done, because it is. I can tell you all day long, don't take things personally. I took something personally, um, like a week ago when I had a client that was upset with me and I was like so upset about it, but guess what? They weren't upset with me. It really had nothing to do with me. I was the sounding board. And is this the first time someone's been upset with not me, but me? If that makes sense? Yes. Sometimes we just lose our shit and you know, it happens. Um, you know, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. Um, okay. So those are my four life lessons with Jax. You are enough. Wear clothes that empower you. Stop comparing yourself to others and don't take things personally. And you know I've got to throw in a fun bonus one. So life lesson for me, always eat the cake. Always, always, always. If there is cake, eat the fucking cake. Don't worry about the calories. Eat the cake. Um... My nana used to tell me um, that, what's the point of eating dinner if you don't get dessert? <laughs> and sometimes I go out and I look at the, de- I ask for the dessert menu first because I need to know, am I going to fill up on something or is there like a dessert that I'm going to love? So yeah, I think you should always eat the cake and you should never be guilty about it. And so that's what I have for you guys this week. Hope something resonated with you. If it did, Hit me up, let me know, share it with a friend, leave me a nice review. I love all of it. I am so grateful that you guys listen to me rant (laughs) week after week. Um, We actually have a couple of really amazing interviews coming up. Super excited for them. But until next week, it's okay to be scared. Do it anyway.